and that's going to be a penalty. Goes with the long runner. 1-1. The Kaiser Chiefs back on level terms. They celebrate like they've just won the Champions League. But as things stand, it's now they who will be going into the course all sorts of panic at the back. As the ball comes in again, the keeper's missed it, and it's 2-1. Kaiser Chiefs back on level terms for just a matter of moments. And it's Kamara. They've put Haroya back in the lead. Picks up the pieces, a diving challenge goes in on the edge of the area. Now they dive into the area, pulled back, and it's 2-2. Remarkable scenes here. In Kanakri. Driven back into the area, here comes the volley. It bounces nastily, and that's a brilliant save. And there we have it. The Kaiser Chiefs dramatically have booked their place in the Champions League quarterfinals, coming from behind twice here dramatically have booked their place and uh, that's how their commentary finished off well things might not be going very well for them uh, on the domestic front but i can tell you though that kaiser chiefs seem to be enjoying the african safari this season uh, believe it or not and the proof is extremely positive uh, to this the fact that for the very first time in the club's history they've qualified for the knockout stage of the calf champions league if you're a football follower and lover of the club um, who will be celebrating their 50th anniversary uh, last year, 51 years this year, would we say that it's the first time in the club's history? It is exactly what we're saying. And all it took was that dramatic result this past weekend against Horoya of Guinea. And I'll tell you why it's so significant where Chiefs were in the same group as Horoya. Now, it was a show of real grit. If you understand grit, character, uh, what we call bounce-back ability, that did it for Gavadan's side. Down 2-0 in the game, digging out to force that 2 all draw that literally saw them over the line. And of course, the greatest scheme of things now, um, it, it means two South African teams are into the quarterfinals. Sundowns are there. Uh, you know, they also did the business despite their loss over the weekend. And that's a nice thing about doing the work early because you, you can take safe comfort in being beaten but still staying at the top. And we congratulate them as well. And, and, and this can only signal a bit of progress uh, in this part of the world. So Kansas Chiefs coach Gavin Hunt joins me on the line. Uh, coach, good evening. Thanks for your time. Hi, Robert. How are you, man? Okay. I'm very well. Congratulations to you. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Thanks, man. Thanks. I mean, it's um, as I was mentioning that while you've been on hold, just the historical significance of it, Gavin, and, and here you are in the center of it. Yeah, I didn't before I got to the club. I didn't realize that, that you know that they hadn't done that before. So it was quite an achievement just to get into the group stages because that hadn't been achieved. So I was like, okay. And then um, you know we got we got out of the group, which was always going to be tough. Um, so yeah. I'm happy for everybody and happy for the chairman and the club and everybody. And hopefully, let's see where the draw takes us. What are you anticipating? Well, I anticipate pretty much what we've been experiencing, you know. I thought the harder games were certainly the qualifying games to get into the group. Because normally, your first round game, you play in the in the southern region. So you would play uh, Swaziland sort of uh, around here, you know. And we had to go to Cameroon. So, in a, in a, in a, in a, you may obviously have to play two, two, two games, which is four games, to get into a group. 
So that was a tough ask going to Cameroon, playing the champions there, um, home and away. And then obviously we drew um, Angolan side, which is also a tough Premier Augusta, which is a big big club in Angola. And got through that. And then to get in the group and then not do so well at home um, and take it to the last game, the last 10 minutes of it, you know, in the sixth game, which is, so it's been, it's been good. It's been a good experience. It's an experience that's also been, I think the entire world is being shaded by, you know, COVID-19. And here you are yeah. traveling and there's strict protocols. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I saw one of your statuses, you know, lamenting the fact that, you know what, I think you've had about two or three COVID-19 tests in a period of 24 hours. I said, uh, yeah, you normally have the COVID test on the runway. <laughs> on the runway. Yeah, you're on the runway, my friend. <laughs> you don't get out of the, off the runway. <laughs> and then you have another one uh, at the hotel. Uh, yeah. So it's quite hectic, yeah. Mm. How, the nostrils must be suffering, though. But uh, yeah, at least uh, <laughs> when, you, when you land at O.R. Tambo, you go inside. We spit in the runway. <laughs> that, that is crazy. That is yeah, crazy. And we yeah, know a couple yeah. of countries that have been using uh, COVID as a a way of undermining yeah, the opposition yeah, yeah, yeah. where they give you false positives as a way of trying to advance in a competition. Yeah, that was something I mentioned right from the start that's going to be a problem. And I think it happened at Chumbo with um, the Zimbabwean game, I think the qualifying game. I think they had eight positives in the, the test later. There was no positives. So, yeah, it's part of, yeah. part of the game. <laughs> well, last guy saw that. Kev have cleared it up now, so it's much better. Yeah. 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 Now I was going to say, Oscar, a South African referee, Victor Gomes, has been a victim of that and having to stay in foreign land where there was a, you know, a false positive on his side. But just the fight back, though, you know, Gavin, we talk about bounce back ability is, is a word that I mentioned yeah. earlier. Uh, Horoya are, are, are no pushovers. No. And the reason why I, I mentioned again, I think this is very important for the listeners again, Gavin, before you answer that this is, is literally the first time that a South African club have been progressed beyond the group stages in CAF Champions League after being drawn in the same group as Horoya. Uh, in 2018-2019, people remember that Horoya advanced yeah. at the expense of Sundowns as well as Pirates. Pirates it's also yeah. the first time uh, that mm. the two South African clubs as well reached the quarterfinals of the Champions League in the same season uh, where you've got Sundowns and yourselves that are through to the last yeah. eight. And that, that's mm. since the competition in its current form was introduced. Um, mm. I mean, it, th- 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 this means something. Yeah, don't worry. I, I've been t- I was told that uh, when we got there to Guinea that no South African team has beaten uh, Aurora, which we haven't. It's still, you know, we drew. I think it's just been drawn. I think Sundowns and Pirates... I think Pirates lost in the, and Sundowns drew there, I think, if I can recall. So, yeah, they, 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 they're a big club, big club in Guinea. Um, so it was, you know, it was, we did well. And, and just their dominance, though, because, you know, they've got some physically big boys. Uh, Yokuba <laughs> Nara Berry, I mean, he was not messing around there, was he? <laughs> no. That's, you know, that's, that's the, that's, I think that's the biggest thing that African teams face when we go to play these countries that the physicality and the size of their players so anytime there's a restart which which you want to call corners or free kicks or set plays or whatever you want to call it you know there's always a danger and you know we conceded two goals again so it's certainly a Achilles heel of, of our clubs and I think it, it affects our national teams as well because you know these, they're much bigger and stronger than we are in, in, in the restarts you know we, we've seen a different Daniel Cardoso we've seen a, a Cardoso that's been I just think that he's been using his his muscle, he's been using his non-defensive brain, but also just using his his brain that says go and attack, be in the box, go and finish. 
and, and he's there obviously for the penalties. What is it about what you've done or utilized in him that we're seeing the kind of input that he's bringing in? Well, Daniel was a striker at Ritz. <laughs> and then you, I think then he went to Free State Stars and became, I think Steve Compella converted into a midfield player and, and then he became a defender when I've got the Chiefs playing in, in, in defense, you know, so, uh, you know, there's been nothing much I've done to his, uh, his game. He's, you know, he's just, I think he's matured and he's an experienced player now and, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's all. And obviously a few guidelines here and there, but nothing, nothing major, you know. But where do you prefer? What's his best position, given the history that you've just told us now about him? Obviously, uh, he's a good passer of the ball, and he can he can bring the ball out the back, which is important. But I think certainly, maybe midfield, I think he's better, you know. Uh, and he's played a few times this year, but, he, you know, the last couple of weeks, him and Tower got their partnership back that they had last year. And that's, and that's helped us, you know. And also just being able to get back somebody like uh, Kamabiliad. When I saw, uh, yeah. you know, him scoring and uh, yeah. it's an away goal, it's in the CAF Champions League, it's against Horoya, and it is now the second time, Gavin, uh, because if you go back to 2018 yeah. in the CAF Champions mm-hmm. League group stage game, uh, four mm-hmm. sundowns that was being played in Conakry, uh, on that occasion, the mm-hmm. game also ended 2-2, but he was also uh, one of the guys that scored. And here he is again, almost repeating that history. Yeah, Rob, it's been a major problem. Uh, you know, you take Samir and you take Castro and and uh, and Karma, uh, who played a big part the last year or two in the club. They haven't been available for so many games this year. At the beginning of the season, we missed Samir, uh, and then then obviously Karma broke his leg in December. He was out since, so he missed January, February, March. Uh, Castro's been out for uh, a lot, a lot of games as well. So. We haven't really had, I mean, we went away with no strike, no number nine, out and out number nine, if you want to call it. So, um, you know, we, we haven't had the luxury to sort of have them all available so you can have a sort of a headache selection, you know. So with Karma, I mean, uh, I took a big gamble by playing him because he hasn't, you know, it was his first game back. He's, I think, what did he play last? In the midweek, he played 20 minutes, I can't remember. So he hasn't had much game time. And to play in a game of this magnitude where, you know, my friend, uh, anything uh, below waist height is, is a fair tackle, you know. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> so I took a gamble. and But, he, he I mean, he, he really showed his experience and uh, his qualities and he came through fantastic, you know. And uh, when you talk about that quality, it's exactly you know, what you allude to when we saw him play against Alan Bosch and he played all of what, 25 minutes in that mm, game, mm, uh, mm, but then mm. makes the kind of impact that he makes. Uh, mm. And then he, he plays all of 86 minutes against uh, Horoya. I mean, that, mm. that's a sign that he's almost turned the, the, the corner right now. And he's somebody that you can play up front. What's, what's the, what's the report back? Because you guys got all of these fancy gadgets that you pop in the guys, um, et cetera, whether you believe in them or not, it's another nah, story, nah, but not me. Not me. I know you don't, mm-hmm. you still yeah. don't. Yeah, because your eyes, your eyes are your best judge. Computers can't tell you things. <laughs> yeah. The trained eye. All, yeah, the trained eye. Uh, uh, well, if you know football, you know football. If you don't, you don't. It's, uh, so computers can't tell you. <laughs> uh, well, I know I'm saying karma, you know, you just, he just needed a little bit of mileage in his legs, and he, you know, that helped on the weekend. That's for sure. So we got the next ten league games, and uh, and obviously the next round, and let's see how far we can go. You know. 
And then when you get the guys back who are available, you talk about a Samir Nokovic who was mm. not mm. available mm. initially, comes back, you know, makes the kind of impact, gets mm. a taste of the captain's armband. I mean, that's also another thing I want to ask you about, uh, how you've been able to rotate that. Is that because of circumstance or is that because of testing leadership skills? It's now landed in, Ber- in Bernard Parker. Yeah, I think that's just been forced upon me. That's, you know, because of people being out. I mean, Rama was captain at the beginning, and then he got injured, and then he got out the team, and then Samir was, you know, he played, and then he got out the team because of various reasons, and then, we, you know, we sort of, it's not because, you know, it's because of people available. So Bernard, I thought, was the next best option, you know. So is he a revived team. guy, or is he a guy that has always been there but just was lacking confidence? I don't think it's lacking confidence. I just think circumstances. I mean, uh, in the last few seasons, not even lot, I think he's played all around the pitch, left, right, up front. Um, and sometimes we, we need a situation. We need him to play. He's been playing in midfield for us now. He's been doing very well. Uh, and sometimes, I always feel, sometimes as you get older, you need to reinvent yourself a little bit. I mean, players, you look at Chiefs players from the years gone by, you know. I mean, my legend, Jingles Pereira, you know, he, he was a fantastic striker. He was, ended up a centre-back. Yeah, Neil Tovey was a midfield player, ended up centre-back. And sometimes you need a... Sometimes players need a little bit of, um, what do you call it, uh, reviving or reinventing themselves, you know. And mm. in the last couple of games, Bernard has, fin- has been really good for us. And and everybody talked and raved about a, a, a corner who comes back and does what he does despite mm. the... The, the, the tragedies that he's faced and yeah, mentally yeah. that would have been difficult for him, Gavin, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I think we don't even have to emphasize that enough, but when you, yeah. when you come back and you give the, that kind of performance, what does it say to you? Well, you know, he's got, he's got class. He's, he's done it over for so many years. You know, and I've always said to Ita, you know, sometimes as you get older, you know, some, uh, whatever, what's happened to him is so tragic. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, how it all occurred and everything. But sometimes things like that happen in life and he's come back and he's, you know, he's got a smile on his face and there's a, there's a spring in his step and, and hopefully, he, you know, he can really finish the season well and, and, and go on and, and fall in love with the game and, and, um, and just go to the next level again because the ability is always there. There's, you know, it's just sometimes things happen in life and the last two, three seasons he's really battled for other reasons, um, I don't know about. And um, sometimes, you know, but certainly he came in, did a very good job for us because he's experienced and he was calm. And that's the most important thing. Is that competition, as far as goalkeeping is concerned, still as tight as you not being able to even say who is a number one goalkeeper for you? Well, I, I mean, as I say, I don't know what's going on before. But I mean, I know... I can all I look at the stats who played, who hasn't played, and Daniel played a lot last year for very whatever the reasons were, I don't know. Um and I came in this year and Itu played a lot and then certainly there was there was there was a change and then and then Daniel's played a few games and so let's see where we go. We'll 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 we've got a day now to to regroup and then uh, try and go again on Thursday. And and it's that consistency again that you need. 
And and I had a look at it over the weekend, you know, despite everyone saying, you know, what a what a mess of a season it's been and so on. And um, I looked at yourselves against, you know, you sitting on 24 points and you look at your immediate rivals called Orlando Pirates and they sit on 35. And that's not much of a difference. And given how the, the Premier Soccer League log right. works, you know, right. two victories and, and you're almost knocking on the door yeah, wanting to... Yeah. <laughs> to go and win the league championship itself. How comfortable are you? I mean, you, you sit with 20 games played, 24 points. Well, obviously, from a personal perspective, I'm obviously very disappointed. You know, we should have done better, but it's really been, uh, you know, a situation where it's been a lot of, you know, a lot of errors, and it's led to, uh, certainly, the ball hasn't bounced for us. In, I mean, you know, Stellenbosch, it could have been certainly the other way around, other way around, you know. So it's been that type of season. But I mean, I think we we, we got to really take stock now. We have got ten games left. There's a big chance, and, and let's finish strong. Yeah, you know, that's all I can say. Well, you finishing strong as it is. What what are your thoughts about you know the the potential? There, there's so much potential. You could have a a three way type of. South African involvement, you know, given what's happening up mm. in Egypt with Al Ali and, uh, mm. you know, Coach Pizzo being there and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, the rest of the technical team uh, that is there. Then obviously you've got a Sundowns and Kinds of Chiefs scenario. It's almost like a knocking on the door and, and, and all of the individuals that are, are coaching those teams are hugely and mainly and are South African coaches. Fantastic. And I think um, may it continue and the, the more the merrier. Um, you know, it's something we got to, um, you know, take more seriously. Uh, certainly, be more competitive. I mean, learning we're the most from from the size of the club, but certainly from experience in the Champions League, we're the most the least experienced in this in this situation. So, it's all about a learning. Take one step at a time. Don't get ahead of ourselves. You know, and, we'll, and let's see where the draw takes us, and then we'll go from there. And just personally, and I know sometimes it's not easy to bring the personal side of it uh, into it, where you, you would remember it, but uh, you would be re- resoundingly uh, criticized for not taking you know, the African Champions League or Confed Cup seriously. And, and here you are now. I mean, you, you're basically competing for the sixth time uh, in the Champions League. It's the first time going to group stages. It's the first time to the quarterfinals. What does that change just in terms of perception and what people thought was what Gavin Hunt was about when it comes to the, uh, you know, the, the, not the continental well, competition, so well, to speak? It, 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 it was very disturbing for, you know, I was working for clubs the size of Supersport and Vitz had, had no right to be there at that level and obviously didn't have the financial resources to support everything around getting to, the, you know, um, to these games and from these games and obviously we were trying to do better on the domestic front which we did and that was all a building process so to, 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 to expect that clubs like Vitz and Supersport to, to go to these situations was a little bit one step too far I think and we, dom- we did very very well domestically and the next step would have been to compete on these African fronts which we were you know we're learning about obviously Kaiser achieves a different situation you know um, we've done very very well domestically over the history of the PSL and that. But now also we need to take one step further and do a little bit better in these competitions. But we need to get ourselves in the situation first. So, you know, um, and, and be competing and certainly being a little bit more doing better on domestic as well. So it's across all fronts. But a club of, of Kaiser Chiefs side needs to do better on all fronts. No doubt about it. 
Right, let's take a couple of questions, Gavin. There, there are lots of voice notes that have come through. Chatting to Coach Gavin Hunt, he's the coach of Kaiser Chiefs, and taking a couple of your questions. Uh, good evening, Robert. Uh, good evening, Coach, and all the uh, listeners. Uh, my name is Innocent from Boxback. Uh, I, I have a question for Coach Gavin Hunt. Uh, uh, first of all, let me just say, say congratulations for getting a result now away from home uh, in the Champions League game. Uh, it means a lot, you know. To us, you know, as Chiefs fans, but I have a question though for the coach. Uh, what are your expectations, you know, before the the end of the of the season, as far as you know, getting a trophy or two? You know, is concerned because you know, Chiefs is a big brand. You know, we always expect, rather, we, we always demand a trophy or two before the season. So, what are you hoping to achieve before the the end of the season? Thank you. Uh, congratulations, Coach Governor. Uh, I'm one of your fans, and uh, I'm happy for you uh, for what you did uh, for South Africa as a whole. Uh, mine is short. I would want to know if if Safa come knocking, would you would you take the Bafana job? This is Tsapara Ofa from Mawali Village in Mulawiri. Thank you. Uh, I'm not sure. I was not very much happy about the the results of the past few weeks of the Amakosi. The results were very much bad. I would like to know from the coach, was the concentration more on the Kev Cup or what? Was it the strategy or I'm just I just want to know, was it the plan or what? Because the results were very much bad with the STV. I mean with the SR. A competition. So was it, was it the plan or was the concentration more on the CAF Cup? Good evening, Mr. Rob. I just wanted to say to Coach Kevin Hunt, I am very happy and I am proud of him. I'm sure as the fans, we are very proud of him because for the first time, Casey Chiefs has managed to qualify for the AFCON. Sorry, I mean for the CAF Champions League. So we are very grateful and we really hope for the best going forward, coming back to the DSTV Premiership also. We really do hope that now this is the start of something great. This is the start of positive results in each and every match. All the way from Zimbabwe, Sharon Arnyekai. Thank you. Please ask the coach about the impact that Utum Sanizuma made um, during um, that game against Horaya and where does he, he see him um, in the next five years? All right, so coach, let's maybe start with that last question. Dumsani Zuma, his impact, and what do you make of his play and what do you see of him as a, as a future star of Kaiser Chiefs? Yeah, look, uh, I mean, I've just come in on the scene and he's been here a few seasons. Um, but we, we can't just have a good impact player. You know, we've got to have a good player that can play games week in, week out, game, game in, game out. And that's what we need. And, uh, you know, I mean, you've got huge ability, but a player can't just keep having ability. I mean, we've, you know, if you look around South Africa, you've always got these players, oh, he's got so much ability. But they need to play. We need to play week in, week out, produce performances, uh, you know, and, uh, and and really work hard. And uh, and sooner, and the boys, you know, but sooner he's got to realise that that that's that's what football requires at the top level.
you know, and uh, and he certainly got a huge ability. He came in and, and, and he did. He made the second goal, did very well, uh, got the penalty for us. Um, but we need that, uh, you know, in 90 minutes. So it's open for him. The, ball, the quarter's open and, and he's got to take opportunities. But I, that's all I can say to you. And I've told him, you know, so there's nothing new that I'm saying. Mm. Um, but he's got huge ability. But we can't just have players with ability. It's got to be more than that, because when you talk about impact coming off the bench, and like you say that he's been doing that quite frequently, even before you got to Kaiser Chiefs, is that there needs to be a turnaround for him to be a 90-minute kind of player. 100%. You can't just have players being impact players, which I keep hearing everybody tells me he's an impact player. I said, what's that? I've never heard of that. (laughs) We need a player to play 90 minutes. Maybe if you play 90 minutes, like coming on the last 20 minutes, (laughs) you know, you win more games and you lose, that's for sure have an impact from the beginning. Yeah, that's it. Kuzile asked the question about the concentration, saying that uh, given the results domestically, uh, was it a, a deliberate attempt where you wanted to focus more um, on the continental competition? No, no, I'm not from that. Um, I'm not like that. We coaches concentrate on the games, two games time. No, no. We try and concentrate on every game. Uh, we haven't done well domestically. There's no two ways about it. But um, we can still finish well. And uh, and obviously, you know, as I said, we you know we haven't won a trophy now for a good few years, and we need to get back to that. But that's going to take hard work, and, um, and and players that want to do it, and we go on the same journey, you know. That's pretty much the question. Innocent asked about your expectations uh, for getting a trophy or two uh, before the end of the season. I know that he says that it's a Chiefs tradition. Yes, it has been, uh, but maybe not for the past uh, five seasons or so. It hasn't uh, been since Stuart Baxter left. Uh, But that is a culture that, given Gavin Hunt and what we know Gavin Hunt to be, which is a serial trophy winner, uh, you'd want that to continue, especially in a club like Kaiser Chiefs. Absolutely. You know, I mean... I mean, that's, that's the whole idea. And and that's why every game's got to be the most important game. Uh, going back to the previous callers, it can't be about Champions League or this cup or, or that. We need to take every game and take it to, and give it the, the, the attention and the concentration that it deserves. And then the rest will take care of itself. Unless you have that and we're all going in the same direction, you know, you're going to struggle. So that we need to get back to and, and that we will do as long as I'm here. A very popular question, and I suppose one that is being thrown at Benny, is being thrown at a couple of people. If Safa come calling you for the Bafana job, is that something you would consider? There's no doubt Safa need a local coach right now. You've got a month to a World Cup qualifier. So you can bring a foreign in. He's not going to know Jack from John from Peter. You're going to bring a local in. You'll know all the players. You know, you can, you can get a team together in three, four days and then go... So I think it's somebody on a short term come in, do a, do a, you know a short term job, um, and then see where you go. So that's that's my opinion. You got a month for the next to the World Cup qualifiers. Local coach being who? I mean, if you're to a point, who would you? I mean, there's plenty good experienced people around that could come in and just do a recce job uh, in and out, you know, on a, on a short term basis. So wherever that is. So someone just to qualify us, get us through to the World Cup, and, yeah. and that's it. Well, and I, I, I think then you can say, if, if somebody gets you through, then you can say, right, there's a four-year deal. We can build now from here. But you need someone to come and do a short-term job uh, and then and try and get to the World Cup. 
And the people that keep talking about your Carlos Kiroshes and the Philip Truthiers and all of these people. Fantastic well, coaches. But I mean, they're going to come in. You're going to have, on the 29th of May, is the first last game. And then the 4th of June, I think, is the, next, is the first World Cup qualifier. So you've got three days with the squad to work with them. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, so, um, you know, you're gonna, you need somebody that knows the players. But isn't that the irony? I mentioned to you just a short while ago about how well the South African you know, trio of coaches are doing on the continent, especially with this round of uh, continental football. Uh, but yet you have a national team that is struggling, that can't even qualify for an African Cup of Nations. Look, Rob, we all know it's not easy on, on the continent. It's not easy. The teams are strong. And, I mean, they play, they play Sudan, strong team, we, the conditions. And so those, there's a lot involved. It's not just about, you know, coaches and that. I think uh, there's a lot involved. But right now, you ask my opinion, I just think that's the best way to go. I mean, would you be willing to be that person, the short-term coach? Well, this <laughs> it will be awesome. No, look, I mean, I'm, um, I'm dedicated to the game on Thursday, and that's my, my biggest focus on Thursday. Big Sitlebo says that the team has been struggling to defend set pieces. Uh, what seems to be the problem? Because we got the heights, but maybe not the timing. I think if you look at the local league... I don't think you get a lot of that, what you get in Africa. And that's just going back to, like you say, Bufana. It's a totally different type of game. So I think that's something that we have to get better in our local game. Um, and, you know, you go back to Kaiser Chiefs. I think they won the league on, 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 on set pieces a few years back. I was at Supersport. We won the league on set pieces. A lot of goals from set pieces, dead ball situations, because it's an area of certainly weakness or you know in the league and it's uh, and when you're going to africa you're going to get a lot of that i mean which we had on saturday night and we have to get better everybody you know when you talk about that there was actually a, a tweet which just disappeared um off my my timeline but uh, you know somebody was just saying that you you, you achieved um uh, you know so much um, at, at Supersport and at Swallows, at Seven Stars, mm. at mm. Budvest Verts and winning the league back-to-back is no mean feat. Um, and, and they were just saying that you, you can't become a bad coach overnight. You know, Obviously, there have been moments where <laughs> we have visibly seen you on the screens there, Gavin, almost wanting the entire turf mm. of the FNB Stadium to, to mm. probably swallow you because there have ah, been that. those results. And, 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 and they've, been, they've been testing. And surely this has been the biggest test of your coaching uh, career. How no, would you no, rank no. it, though? No, it's the biggest test for me um, because of expectations, uh, you know, those type of things. So it's been the biggest test for me. But, you know, what's football? Even the greatest coaches in the world. I mean, every game is a learning game, a learning process. And uh, you never stop learning. But people, as you rightly say, you know, I've done, I don't know how many games now. 900, I don't know, 1,000 could be. Uh, and, and for 10 games, you become a bad coach, and that's the way football works. So that's never going to change. But the, the inner working and, and the daily work that gets put in is, is, is what we need to concentrate on, and is the improvement, and can we improve situations? And like going back to what you asked earlier about set pieces and restarts, mm-hmm. you know, that's about getting players and, and getting players in the right position who, who have got certain attributes and things like that, you know? and making players better. And if you can make players better, that's the most important thing. And take them to levels that they've never been. Um, and that's all that you can do. On a historical night, 
on Marawa Sports Worldwide, chatting to Coach Gavin Hunt. I want to take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll take the final part of our conversation with the coach. And what has been a wonder... Hey? You coming back? I thought I was gone now. No, no release. Stay on the bench. We might bring you in. We're going to bring you in as an impact player. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, I've got a spot. (laughs) Hashtag NSW. All right, our thoughts with the families, as we say, 20 years on since the Ellis Park disaster. We're going to chat more about that after the news at the top of the hour. All right, looking at all the, the reaction coming through social media, it's a WhatsApp voice note. I'm going to take Anel in a second, who's on the line. Uh, Lubabalo Nzo says, good to hear Coach Hunt laughing a little bit uh, for a change. Massive congratulations to Chiefs for reaching the Camp Champions League knockout and all the best going forward. Just uh, score goals and win all your home games and the playoffs and you will find the way through to the final. All right, Anele, thanks for your patience. Good evening. Good evening, Rob, and uh, good evening to Coach Kevin. Mm. Welcome, Bob. Good evening. Uh, how are you, uh, Coach? Okay, my friend. I'm well. Uh, coach, uh, firstly, I'm a Kaiser fan, but I'm also a fan of your coaching caliber. Uh, and firstly, congratulations on qualifying to the last eight of the CAF Champions League. Uh, you, tr- you truly deserved it. Uh, because I know your history in the coaching fraternity. You, you're doing a great job, and you're still going to deliver cups for the mighty of our coach. Uh, I've got two questions for you, coach. My, my first question is, with, with regards to the absentia of fans in the stadium, how are you dealing with your players in terms of their psychological well-being, that uh, there are no more uh, fans in the, in, in the field of play? And how does that keep them motivated to play, knowing that there are no fans uh, in the stadium? And my second question to you, Coach, is with regards to the new signings, uh, how many players are you willing to put on board uh, in the upcoming season? And which positions are you looking to renew your squad in? Thank you so much, Coach. All right. Thank you so much. Maybe last question first, Gavin, about the renewal of the squad. That's a, a question that's coming through on all fronts right now. Rob, that, that that'll certainly be dealt with in the in the boardroom and with the you know with the the people that are relevant to to, to that. So right now, you know, we're just trying to concentrate uh, on the next game. Uh, nothing has been discussed along those lines. And every day you open up the newspaper and you've been linked to this player, which is a little bit disturbing because it creates this harmony, you know, for me and, and just looking at. It, but obviously, it's right in your face. But right now, nothing's been discussed, and I think um, everybody's, we're all fighting for our lives and, uh, and trying to get into next season on a good footing, and that's all we can do at this point in time. He asks about the absence of fans yeah. um, at yeah, the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, coming to Kaiser Chiefs, that was always a great attraction, you know, to think Chi was. But I think if you look at last season, I think it affected them. At the end of the running, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I think they could have got them over the line. Uh, and for me, coming in the stadium now, um, it's, it's been a huge, I think, certainly, and, and you know, it's easy to say in hindsight, but I think the results could have been better with, with the fans in the stadium. Um, so for me, it's been, a, it's been a big psychological blow uh, coming into a situation uh, and, and, and not and being no fans. So it's really been a big miss for us and... Um, something that hopefully I'll get to experience one day. 
Kambole has also been a, a guy that a lot of people have asked about whether he has been able to settle in. Lots of expectation when he signed for the team. Mm. Mm. Yeah, look, I didn't know. Really, I didn't know uh, Lazarus. Uh, you know, before I even got here, they haven't seen him much. I don't think he played that much last season. Um, you know, I've played him in, in, in a few different positions, trying to get the best out of him. But um, he's somebody that, he, I mean, again, he came on and did a did very well for us on Saturday night. And he's somebody that, um, very quiet, humble man. Somebody that, um, you know, we just need to try and get the best out. Sometimes foreign players do take a little bit of time to settle. Um, you know, everything's different. Um, and, and, and let's see how he finishes. We've still got a lot of games left till the end of the season. And hopefully he does well for us. Patunange, you know, when they start throwing all of these names, how do you back mm. off? Because he's there, he's playing, he played against you the other day, scored against you, and people are saying, <laughs> ah, he's not celebrating because he's going to Chiefs next season. Yeah, Patu was signed at the beginning of the season, and obviously, you know, the ban came into effect, and then he had to get, uh, get you know, the best thing for him was no good just sitting around, and he found Stellenbosch and, um, you know, went out and played, and, you know, he's done well. So he's your player whenever the ban is lifted? Um, in my understanding, yes. He was signed at the beginning of the season and he was, he was lent, you know, let, let, let go to play. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Let, let's squeeze in one or two voice notes before we say goodbye to you, Coach. Okay. Rob Patejo here from Oliven. Thank you for having the Coach. Uh, the question is, in terms of improvements uh, of the season, we've read in the media about Chiefs having an overhaul, starting. What kind of a play? What kind of players is he looking for? Is he looking for players that are uh, having potential? Players that have proven themselves? What is he going for? What are the areas or which uh, which position does he want to strengthen in the team? And in terms of the current squad, um, what is the way forward of getting the best out of them? Uh, thank you, Brarob. Double H sword that. Hey? What do you tell the current players? But then you've got expectations. You want to change things slightly. You want to bring in the kind of players that you think long term uh, will serve your style, will serve the Chiefs' style, will bring in trophies. How do you balance the two? I think the most important thing is is, is not the players adjusting uh, to my way. I've got to adjust to their way. And I think you can't uh, put square pegs in round holes. So we need to play players that where they're comfortable in playing, and that obviously um, we've got to have players available. That's the first thing. I mean, this year has really been a bit of a players coming in the squad, out the squad, because and people say, "Oh, you're changing the team every week." Well, there's a reason why we change the team because we have to, <laughs> mm-hmm. because we've had so many. You know, problems. I mean, Tower, who has been the mainstay of the team for years and really done well, has missed so many games this season. And when he comes back in, you know, we look at different team because he gives you stability and, and so you, and so you go through the team. So, you know, when everybody's fit and ready, uh, as I said before, I can't make them change the way I want. I've got to change to them and say, right, we need to play people in this, in there where they're comfortable and we need to play a brand of football that, that, that suits the players. We, you know, I can't expect Zuma to be, up there chasing balls, he needs to play football, you know, and we need to play to the players' strengths. So that's that's important. But but we need everybody available, so we can we can put a structure in place. And we've got a you know, as the weeks have gone on, you slowly got a structure. But we also need players to you know to fit in there. Otherwise, we're going to change it again. And sometimes we have to have to do that because we're very associated. But that's football. So that you know, you can never uh, talk around that too much and make too many excuses. There. I mean, coaches will make excuses. I don't want to make excuses there. I've got to. You know, we got to, we just got to get everybody right. 
And once again, as we wrap up this conversation, which has been, uh, you know, pretty wide-ranging, I think it's because we haven't spoken to you in such a while, but it, we were brought together because of the historic nature of mm. the victory over the weekend. And, and once again, even mm. to highlight uh, the Bernard Parker goal in that 1-0 win in the group stages <laughs> at home against uh, We Dead, uh, that, that was basically, and a lot of people didn't talk about that, uh, that was Chiefs' 50th uh, in the CAF Champions League since uh, their first, which was scored, believe it or not, by Eric September. Uh, against sure. the Gunners of Botswana. That was in the prelim round, first leg game back in 1993. Uh, sure. So that is just how significant things have been. Great journey, Gavin. Uh, yeah. We're wishing you everything of the best. South Africans, whether they Chiefs, Pirates, Sundowns, um, Bizana Chiefs, or they are Dangerous <laughs> Ducky fans, whatever they are, 11 men in flight, uh, they're all very, very happy Two with for you. Joy. Well, was my yeah, team. two for joy, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, two fingers up for peace and love. Make uh, them joyous. Thank you so much, Kevin. All the best. You. And once again, congratulations on the journey so far. Thanks, Rob. All the best, there. Thank you. All right. Highly Thanks, appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, there. All right. Very frank conversation there with Coach uh, Gavin Hunt. Uh, not too sure if uh, Princess Anne Musa supports Kaiser Chiefs, but you know what? She'll support giving us the news.